Oh, good morning and welcome uh, to Paul's Property Podcast. This morning, what we decided to do is the last couple of weeks, we've spoken to young Aidan in kind of episode one. Uh, we spoke to Aidan about my tips for how to look for property, how to go about it, how to consult people, who to speak to, how to take advice, make up his mind about things and grow with experience through the process. Um, and then last time we spoke about the sales process, uh, how one goes through that, what to do again, how to communicate, who to talk to, who to build rapports and relationships with. Okay, so that, of course, in my mind, is statistically the correct way, if there is such a thing, of how to look for a property, how to take yourself through that sales process, uh, through that minefield, um, by using small tips, predominantly communication. Uh, so what I thought we'd do this time is speak to uh, one of my very dear friends, Sam, um, uh, who has recently, in the last two or three weeks, completed on her first purchase, uh, her first home, so to speak. Uh, so welcome, Sam. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I've been very... listening for the last few weeks. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. There's a lot of tips that I wish I knew at the start of this process. Okay, so the process itself. The first question for me is, when did you first start looking? When, when did you first think okay now's the time to look for my property was there a thought of if we look at last year if i can use the expression as someone said to me the other day trust gate uh, and the mm -hmm. effect that that had uh, upon the market the budget and so on and so forth did that deter you um how did you go about it did you did you go to anybody for advice or did you just get up one day and say, i'm gonna find a house today uh, and go from there. T tell me how, how your journey started. Who did you speak to? So I guess it's hard to pinpoint when it started because I come from a family of absolute property obsessives. My mum and my stepdad, just their idea of fun is scrolling through right move. And I think that habit had kind of passed on down ah, to me. Yes, yes. So for the last few years, really, I've been just scrolling, scrolling through, like looking at different okay. areas in Brighton, okay. getting to getting a feel for different estate agents that operate here. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of areas that I like. Um, for a while, I was also looking at places in Bristol, but it was a bit of a pipe dream because I wasn't okay. ready. I had a lot okay. of saving to do. Yeah. So what, at what stage did you, were you like, right, now I'm ready. I'm ready to take that step. You know, I've been scrolling through, I've been looking at different areas. Um, why you came to Brighton uh, is another subject. For me, being Brighton born and bred is quite obvious because it's such <laughs> a wonderful place to live. Um, but what prompted you? And, who, who's, where, what was your first port of call, other than, other than right move, of course? So it really was when my savings were getting to a point where I was thinking, okay, Maybe soon in the next couple of years, I'll be ready. I had a life ISA, which was one of the best things I think I did because okay. that really helped to boost up my savings. And then it kind of got to the point where I'd been, I'd left my job and gone freelance and thought, oh no, have I absolutely jeopardized my chances now because I knew it was going to be a lot more difficult to get a mortgage okay. for my employment situation. Um, 
but my parents encouraged me to talk to a mortgage broker. Okay. And for a while, I procrastinated on it because I thought, oh, I can't do that. I'm not ready. Like, yeah. I don't know. What will I say? What do you think I'm wasting this time? Yeah. Um, but in the end, I did it. And it was actually just after the mini budget. All so. right. Okay. So let, let me just, uh, sorry, sorry, let me to, to interrupt there. The broker that you spoke to, Mm-hmm. How did you go about finding that broker? Was it a recommendation or was it, did you go out viewing, call up about a property and they say, come and speak to our broker? How did you get introduced to that broker? It was honestly just a Google search. Oh, really? I typed in mortgage broker for okay. a freelancer and this was the first person that came up and I lucked out in a big way because he was excellent and I had gone into the conversation with the main question being, what would I need to do to get myself into a position where I could buy in a year or two? And he kind of sat me down, went through all of my finances, took a good look at my situation, particularly the slightly complicated employment aspect of it. And he said, really, like with a little bit more saving, not too much at all, you, you can start looking Okay. in the next couple of months and I was really nervous about the budget and what that had yeah. done to mortgage rates yeah um but it was one of those things where I was ready my life was kind of in a situation where I was ready for that next step okay and I thought I'm just gonna go for it excellent <laughs> hey so, so you've been scrolling through you've spoken to your broker um did he, did he speak about any particular lender or was it just a case of get me some more money, Sam, and then we can really sit down and look at deals that are on the table? Um, so the, the, so potentially the window while you were saving some more, uh, did you then actually physically start going to look at property? And can you remember the first property that you viewed? Uh, was it a nerve-wracking experience? How was the agent, were they informative, but they helped? Yeah, the first property that I viewed was quite soon after that conversation. And I went in not knowing, should I tell the agent about the ins yeah. and outs of my financial situation or should I be keeping my cards close to my chest? Um, and in the end, I went with just a very honest approach. Yeah. Um, I did find that a lot of agents tried to push me into talking to their brokers. Yeah. And... A couple of them, I actually did do that. And their brokers told me, you're not going to get a mortgage. Stop. Oh, um, really? That's interesting. So I was that really rapid. I should have just stuck to the... Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult, though, because as I explained to Aidan, and as he said to me last week, every agent that you see, give or take, uh, will say, come and see our broker. And, of course, when you're at that, I would imagine... Uh, it's been a long time for me, sorry. <laughs> when you're at that stage, that, that stage, you know, you're you're dipping your toe in the water, yeah? You're nervous, yeah? yeah? Huge commitment, yeah? So if someone's knocking you back or not knocking your confidence, that's not good, yeah. you know? Um, so did you find that that took, made you take a step back or did you think, okay, I'm not going to use the expression I just thought of, <laughs> but let's move forward. And I, I still want to view. I still want to buy. 
Yeah, so it did knock my confidence quite a lot and it made me question whether the first mortgage broker I'd spoken to was right. But I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a good go. So I went ahead, I kept viewing places. I had this huge list of questions. You made a wish list. I made a wish list. Brilliant. Exactly. Brilliant. So my wish list was I wanted to have a bath. Yeah. I wanted to have a tiny bit of outdoor space. Yeah which is a little bit hard to come by in Brighton for yeah. my budget. Um, I ideally really wanted to have an open plan kitchen diner so okay. that I could have my friends around and not be yeah. just cooking on my own. And then there were some things to do with different areas sure. that I liked more than others. Okay. Um, and to be honest, a lot of that was related to how long it would take yeah. me to see, walk and see my friends. Yeah, sure. Um, so I had these things in my head, which... As I was looking on Rightmove, I was increasingly thinking, this is uh, absolutely impossible. Sure. Um, so I looked at lots and lots of properties. How, how, many, how, many, how many did you view? Oh, maybe 25. Okay. I viewed everything within my budget. Yeah. And saw... It's not a bad thing. Not a no? bad thing. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Because um, I didn't... I, thought, I had this anxiety the whole time about whether I was wasting people's time. But yeah. I was very open with all the agents about my budget and yeah. what I was looking for and hoped that that would... Yeah, I mean, it's important. They to, would to, also be honest with me. Well, exactly. It's not only that. I, I think that it's important for, you know, an agent's meant to be an expert in that field. Um, and what I do, uh, if somebody phones up about property A, if I've got a property B, C, D, and E that are similar, you know, and I and 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 with respect, the buyers on a budget, I always say keep an open mind mm-hmm. because you never know what you're going to trip over, or can you might dismiss something on right move, uh, but you actually get physically get in there rather than relying on the the, the photos and floor plans and so on. Actually, physically go and view the property, which I think is key to get into as many as you can or as many as an agent would recommend because they're not, to be frank, they're not going to waste their time. Yeah. Their manager will be telling them to use their time efficiently, you know. So I always say to someone, listen, just hop in my car, let's go shopping uh, and let me show you four or five different properties and let's see what you think. And that should narrow down uh, your your wish list. I yeah. mean, did, did they, any agent do that or were they just showing you this property then you'd phone up about another property and so on. One agent did do that and it was really helpful. I was then able mm. to build up a better relationship with that agent. And yeah. like you were saying, the communication was yes. there. Um, they understood what I was looking for and yeah. what I was and wasn't up for doing, particularly like in terms of work needed yeah. on a property. And that's something where I very nearly fell down because the whole time when I was growing up, my family always lived in project houses. Yeah. And that made me feel like I could take on a much bigger project yeah. than my budget would actually yeah, sure. allow. So I looked at a few places that needed a lot of work. Right. And okay. completely fell in love with them. Yeah. And then had to have a bit of a reality, reality check. check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I was up for a bit of work. Yeah. But even, even that, that, that's part of the process. So I think that's an excellent thing that you did because you wanted X, you know, 
could you get X? Potentially not, but we've, we've had a look anyway. Yeah. So I'd rather do that than to be, be scared away from it because I might not, in inverted commas, be able to afford it. But at least I've given it a go, yeah. which is what the whole process is about, is to find that, that perfect home for you at this time, the one that ticks as many boxes as possible that your budget will allow. Yeah. 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 So, and all this time, at the same time, your broker was giving you support and getting things in place and saying, you know, just just another thousand pounds, Sam. Just yeah. another. I was exactly. about to say monkey then. Just another <laughs> five hundred pounds, you know. Um, so working kind of in tangent to get you ready on the finance side for when you found that yeah. golden property. Yeah, exactly. The other thing I'd say is I went in with to every single viewing with a huge list of questions. Some Good. of them were things for me to look at for others were questions that I wanted to ask the agent. And during, I'd say the vast majority of the viewings, the agents that I was speaking to were saying, oh, we don't know, you're gonna have to just email the office about that. Oh, really? And I got that over and over again. I often felt like I knew more about the property from Rightmove and looking on Google Maps and hanging about in the area. Sure than the agent did. Sometimes yeah. it felt like it was the first time they were seeing oh, really? the property. Yeah, okay. Um, which was, I don't know, it doesn't instill that it, much it, it doesn't. And, and again, that's a kind, uh, a kind of another subject to look at, potentially how we, we do viewings, which we can talk about um, with, with, with our, our, our wonderful listeners another time. But it, it's, we then getting that feedback from, so the, from, from the office. Um, so did that, do you, the property that you found at the end, what I'm trying to say is, do you think that you might've found something better or similar earlier if the information had been readily on hand? It's quite a big question. Yeah. It's quite a big deal for me. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think I would have had more confidence and trust and less kind of, of this constant second guessing myself. And it's 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 a huge decision. Mm. And when it's the first time that you've done it, and there's no real manual on yeah. what you're yeah. meant to do, well, there is now. There's yeah. cool <laughs> property <laughs> podcast. But <laughs> when I was doing this, I yeah, just had a lot of questioning myself and okay. thinking, this is the most huge financial yeah. decision. Am I making the right decision? Okay. So so the, the property that you found, mm. your new home. Did you, when you walked in that door, did you get that feeling that, wow, okay, I'm home? Yeah, it was instant. And I think that's what I'd really been waiting for and thinking, okay, maybe my right move habit has actually done a bit of a number on me here because I have dreams that are much bigger than my budget. But this property I did, I walked in, instantly loved it, felt like I'd be feel really safe living there feel really happy, content, it did meet all of my oh, fantastic criteria. Fantastic. Which I think it was the only one that did. Nah. Um, yeah. It only and takes one. Only takes one. Exactly. Yeah. And also with that agent, I had a very different experience. Good. Who just felt very trustworthy. Yeah. And I know he's working for the vendor, but I also felt like he was being very honest with me and that's good to hear 
could tell that yeah. I love the place. I didn't yeah. do the whole keep your cards close to your yeah, chest thing. Sure. I just, <laughs> it yeah. was very obvious. Yeah, no, I mean, that's brilliant. So, so with this particular agent, uh, who, who, who I, I, I must emphasize, actually wasn't me, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to plug myself here. Um, so you found the property, uh, you spoke to your broker. Yeah. Uh, were you encouraged to put forward an offer or did you just say X amount? Did you have to think of a figure? Did you offer the asking price? Did you negotiate? Was that a little bit of a game of chess for you? I negotiated and it does not come naturally to me at all. So I found it horrible, um, but I had to negotiate because yeah. it, the asking price was just more than yeah. I could afford. So. I was left without a choice, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had lots of conflicting advice from my family on of course. where to begin. Yeah. My uncle was a bit of a hardballer and was suggesting a figure which I would be entirely embarrassed to yeah, put forward because sure. I felt like it was yeah. not fair. But I kind of settled on something that I thought was a very reasonable starting point. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I had a little bit of wiggle room, okay. but not a huge amount. Yeah. Um, and the offer got refused. Okay. So I went back slightly higher and that got refused as well. Okay. But then the seller said, if you can get to this point. Oh, that's it. Accept. So you came back with a counter yeah. offer. Yeah. Brilliant. And that was a little bit of a stretch, but... By that point, I'd saved up a little bit more money yeah. so I could. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. So a bit of back and forth, which is always the way, yeah. uh, nine times out of ten, uh, especially in, in, in today's better market, you're still, uh, still negotiating. So you've set on a price, you've got your mortgage ready, been agreed now in, in, in principle. Did that agent require you to see their broker? Out of interest, out of interest. I did speak to their broker over the phone, yeah, um, but it was really just to verify your position, yeah, okay. yeah, to check that I could actually yeah. afford it, and I was a serious okay. buyer. Wonderful. Um, so yeah, that was all quite smooth. I thought so. My offer was accepted in December last yeah. year, and I thought I'll be in by February. It's plain yeah. sailing from yeah. here. Yeah, it was not. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it turned out to be quite complicated. Yeah, so. The solicitor conveyancer uh, mm. that he used was that. Where did that come from? Was that a recommendation from a friend, family, or from the agent themselves? So the solicitor I used was a recommendation from one of my friends who had quite recently bought a property in Brighton as well. So I thought, great. Um, however, the solicitor is not local. Right. And I think that's something that was a big learning curve for mm. me. It would have been very helpful if they had been local yes. and I could have popped in. Yeah. Because the communication with the solicitor was poor, poor to yeah. say the least. Yeah. And that was a real source of yeah. stress. Yeah. I mean, it's a very interesting point. I think something we went through with Aidan uh, last week was how I feel it's important to use someone local, yeah. not just for convenience for yourself to pop in with your ID, money's on account, rather have to put it through a portal, or which I wouldn't have a clue where, where, where to start. <laughs> I really, really wouldn't. Uh, and not only that, depending what type of property, 
who bought you know a huge amount of properties in Brighton and Hove are listed and a lot a lot of solicitors outside of the city don't understand the listings and so on and so forth and different ways of conservation works and, and so on. So you know I cannot recommend enough to use a local but you are where you, you were where you were. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know just to make those mindful so you just trod on the mine and up you went. Um <laughs> and uh so obviously the process took a lot longer but the agent themselves they had did they have someone to help you through that 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 turmoil yeah so they had a sales progressor who was absolutely excellent um i felt well i still feel that the sale would just not have gone through without her being very persistent yeah. and good communication chasing things up constantly yeah. there were times when we were talking multiple times a day and i yeah. thought how is she managing this with yeah. other clients as well because yeah. she was excellent um and i feel like we had a really good relationship and we're talking a lot yeah. so the communication was there with her the communication was also there with my broker who was really Brilliant. fantastic and yeah. there were some complications because the property that I was buying is a old house that had been divided into yeah. two flats and the seller wasn't going to register the lease until after the sale had gone through. Okay. Which actually mm. I didn't know when I yeah. got my offer in, but this really reduced the pool of lenders that yeah, I could go with course. down yeah. to one. Yeah. <laughs> really. So, at the, so the lease was at a shorter length. Um no, um, so the lease is actually 999 oh, years. I see, so they had to create the lease, is that correct? They had to create it right. from scratch because the right. property was being divided into two. A lot of lenders didn't like that. They wanted the lease to be... Done already. Done already, existing. Yeah. And you can understand it because yeah. the details were still being ironed out right up until the mm. day when we completed. That's yeah, that's poor. Yeah. Um, but, but in essence, with your... Your broker communicating well and obviously found you the right lender for the right property. Yeah. Uh, the sales progressor uh, taking away that um, uncertainty and frankly annoying lack of communication from your solicitor. <laughs> Onus is on them to, to deal. So you felt guarded and protected and, and, yeah. and literally been helped through. Yeah. Those two people were just fantastic. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. With all the issues that I had with my solicitor and not being able to get hold of her, I was constantly ringing, yeah. ringing other people in her office trying to get her to speak to me. Eventually, it meant that we still hadn't exchanged uh, in the week that we were meant to be completing. Right. So everything ended up getting pushed back a little bit. We ended up exchanging and completing mm. on the same day, yeah, uh, which was also the day that wow we finalised everything to do with yeah. the lease. Um, so it was a little bit stressful towards Crikey, the end, yeah. But wow, so you now. you exchanged on the same day you completed, yeah. be it being a, a, a mortgagee as yeah. well. So to be fair to your solicitor, that's really um, not a tough thing for them to do, but. It, people think that um, as a whole, uh, that solicitors do X amount of work um, that they get paid very well for, I hasten to add, um, uh, then it's changed, then it's just a matter of, 
of, of completing, but they actually have to do a, a huge amount of work, which is one of the reasons that they normally take a working week between yeah. exchange and completion, because the lender doesn't like, or the solicitor doesn't like the lender to draw down the funds, uh, or to, sorry, forgive me, for solicitors to draw down the funds, it takes five days for that to come through, because they have to do a whole lot of work uh, between exchange and completion, post-exchange. Yeah. Um, so to, for the solicitor to do that, pro probably is their saving grace, I would yeah. have thought, to enable you to exchange and move yeah. on that same day. Well, you're absolutely right, to be fair to her, because in the end, she really stepped up. It Good. was just right at the end of the process. Right? Good. <laughs> Excellent. So, so, your, so your journey is almost, well, different from, from, from what I've suggested to Aidan, but the, the, the fantastic thing is that you've got a good broker that communicated well, your agent that you were buying through had a good sales progressor mm. who communicated really well. Thus, you've been able to work your, your way through uh, that minefield, being guided by two great individuals, yeah. which is superb yeah. and exactly. fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. And also just the feeling of getting the keys, yeah, opening the door for the first time was amazing. Yeah. I, I can't emphasize enough how much it's been worth all the stress. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, I generally can, can imagine been there, obviously, <laughs> myself on a number of occasions. So, so to compare, as, as you mentioned earlier, um, if you'd heard the podcast, you know, would that have changed the direction that you would have taken? Yeah, I think if I had heard the podcast, um, I would have done the same with my broker mm. because I lucked out yeah. there, but that really was luck. And if I had heard the podcast, I would have been a bit more yeah. intentional about it. I would definitely have gone to more local estate yeah. agents and built better relationships with them in the yeah. viewing process. Um, because a lot of them I just met once for a one-off yeah. viewing and yeah. felt like they didn't really know the property. Whereas yeah. I think the advice that you gave Aiden was to really build those relationships build those with local estate yeah. agents, go into the office, get to know yeah. them. I wish I had done that. Yeah. And I think that probably would have made yeah, the sure. process a bit easier. <clears throat> I mean, the good news is, though, that you, you, you tripped over a very good agent Yes. Was able to, to, to get you out, show you properties, build rapport, had that level of, of, of expertise with him, him or her, um, and so that you could trust them. And they also introduced you to your new home, yeah. which is which yeah. is superb. So tripped over, lucked out <laughs> a bit on a broker and the agent that happened to have a good sales progressor. Yeah. So very fortuitous in, yeah. in, in the property world yeah. that, that we live in. I was very lucky and I think the advice that you've given means that other people could not have to be lucky but could yeah. be more deliberate about it. Yeah, um, well, I mean, the good news is that as and when, hopefully not too soon, you choose to, to move. Um, hopefully, I mean, A, you will have learned a huge amount yeah. uh, through your own journey yeah. um, and, and secondly, taking some tips, hopefully, from what, what, what we've what we've spoken about. Yeah. Um, well, I'll come straight week. to you, Paul. Absolutely. Well, there you go. <laughs> Enough said. Enough said. Well, listen, I very much hope that everybody has, has enjoyed um, 
uh, today's chat. Um, and as you can see, there's, there's a big difference between really studying and taking your time and communicating and taking a step back and building relationships as opposed to with respect to Sam, jumping on right move, getting a, getting a mortgage broker <laughs> out of Google. Um, and, uh, in, in, in Sam's case, he was very fortuitous. Um, but always communicate, always do your research, always look, look, look and talk to people, talk to people. Um, you know, and, 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 and that, that will aid you. As I say, Sam was very lucky with the broker and found a good agent, which in, with respect to my, my, my counterparts in the city is a little bit tricky. But I hope that you again today have picked up on some tips for your own property searches. And one last thing I'd, I'd just like to add. Well, first of all, thank you, Sam, thank for joining you. me today and taking me through that minefield. I hope you're still not having nightmares. <laughs> and uh, it, it would help, of course, tremendously uh, if you'd help us to put the word out about these podcasts because I re really feel and, and we're getting some great feedback about how it's actually generously helping people look for their new home moving forward, the mortgage market, how to deal with viewing sales processes. Um, and if you like and subscribe to this podcast, please do. And we very much look forward to, to uh, speaking to you next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye.